0: Hey.
1: Yo. <laughs>
0: What's up?
1: How are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Are you, you back, in,
0: back in Idaho right now?
1: Yeah. I'm impressed that you know that.
0: I mean, I see the the photos from all the hikes and all. So jealous. I know.
1: I know. I literally, like, I grew up here obviously, but when I was younger, I don't know, I feel like we didn't really go on that many hikes and like mountain bikes, like bike rides and stuff. And like, I've been going lately. I'm like, dang, Idaho is cool.
0: <laughs> Like
1: I couldn't even know when I grew up here.
0: Underrated. But you so should know good. that if you're there. You got to see it.
1: <laughs> I do. I put it, I put it all over my story. And I'm just like, I wonder if people just like click through this or if they actually look because like some of the views here are like crazy.
0: I think you got to put something like a big thing that's like, this is Idaho. <laughs> so really, really sell it.
1: I know. I know. Wait, where are you right now? You're uh, abroad. I'm in, right? Yeah, I'm in
0: Finland right now. So Wow. Crazy. Had a nice 37 degree weather for training today. We had snow are you, this week.
1: But you're like training on your own, right?
0: Uh, no, re- we're back with our team now.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. just, just
0: last week they made us, uh, or they allowed us to start training, but we have to keep two meters of distance in everything we do.
1: And do you get tested and stuff?
0: Uh, right now they're not doing any testing, so I don't know what the plan is. To like make stuff. sure if
1: you're positive or not? Or no. Yeah, so we're just, oh. but,
0: but luckily in our area we haven't had many cases. Um, they yeah. only reported in the media if we have five cases in town and we haven't oh, wow. had five yet. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we're we're safe here.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, you're lucky you get to play with like your team though, that's awesome
0: yeah have uh have they said when you guys are are starting
1: yeah well, we just got like a little bit of like an update yesterday. It's not a hundred percent, but um obviously you know there's like a prediction that there's gonna be another wave, so they're basically trying to get us squeezed in for like two months. You know what I mean, and we're gonna do like a mini tournament and then the season's over oh wow. I know. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Obviously, like, I want to play and stuff, but I'm also like, ah, uh, like I, it's like, oh, it, the idea behind it. We have nine teams, so you'll like randomly get paired with. It will be like four teams, random four teams play each other. Top eight go to quarters, and then obviously semis and then finals.
0: Oh wow. I know. Yeah, ours is they're pl- we're playing one round of the series, and then we're splitting top half and bottom half top half play each other one more time for promotion and bottom half play each other one more time for relegation so
1: crazy
0: we'll i don't know it'll be interesting
1: crazy wait is there a way to put this on my live or no
0: uh no
1: Ugh, okay
0: sorry no, I mean, but, I'll, but i'll send you the link and everything when it's up edited okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i think your followers see maybe that you're live so
1: No, I don't know. I was I like have been just really busy today, so I didn't even put like I didn't put anything on my story, but I wish I would have. (laughs) Sorry. Should I do it really quick? Sorry, my bad. (laughs)
0: All right guys, welcome back to another footy and coffee conversations. I see you you drinking some coffee right now. What uh just straight black or what what do you like in it?
1: Um well what if there's not coffee? Oh, there? my goodness. It's too, it's too late for me. If I drink coffee right now, I'll be up all night. So there's some kombucha. All right. Is
0: that okay? All right. That's fine.
1: I could have I lied. I,
0: that's all right. I respect it. You know, you got to be <laughs> bold with, with what you're doing. Um, just to get started, just introduce yourself. Uh, say what club you're playing for right now, what position you are.
1: Okay, guys, so my name's Sophia Huerta. Um, I play in the NWSL, and currently I just got traded, actually, to OL Reign, which is a team in Tacoma, um, formerly known as the Seattle Reign. Obviously, with what's going on, I'm not there right now, so I'm just in Idaho training and trying to stay fit. Um, And I play forward midfields. I have a little bit of a crazy journey. I've attempted to play outside back, (laughs) but mainly attacker.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, given, given your goal-scoring ability, that's probably a, a good decision. Not, that are you you ref- not Are you
1: referring to our indoor soccer days?
0: Those days when blue team just stayed on all day.
1: Were we on the same team? Yeah. That's right. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes. If you were lucky.
0: <laughs> if you're lucky, then. Otherwise, who knows? Now, um, but, yeah, so obviously uh, we were talking about that you grew up in Idaho. Um, I know you're the first female soccer player from Idaho. So just kind of talk a little bit about your youth career, what that looked like. Um, cause obviously you had different aspirations or goals than anyone before achieved in your state as a female soccer player. So what was kind of that like?
1: Yeah. So, um, Idaho is like not the most competitive you know with sports honestly like I I grew up playing multiple sports like ran track played basketball and I never really like focused only on soccer um but I did play club soccer um played up two years you know and um played high school. I know everyone doesn't play high school in every state, but I play high school and I got really lucky because when I was growing up, um, ODP was a big thing. I don't know about you. Like, obviously it's changed now and there's like ECNL and the DA and stuff, but I was ODP. So, um, Idaho, so get this, Idaho is like, again, not super competitive. Doesn't have like a huge sports community well I mean it's growing um, Don't but undersell. I, <laughs> I'm just saying like it is pretty crazy but this is so you know how you would go away to regional camp and mm-hmm. like every state would obviously have like their team well Idaho like didn't have enough girls so I had to go with like the United team do you know what I'm talking about yeah So I'd go with the United team and then like, thank, thank gosh I'd get held over. And then obviously like that led to going to like, um, national team camp and then, you know, um, building my resume. And then when I'd go to big tournaments being seen by like college coaches. So, um, it was pretty exciting. Like I remember getting my first, I mean, maybe not now, this doesn't sound crazy, but back then I remember getting my first letter in eighth grade, like it being sent to my middle school from UCLA. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like obviously, I got momentum back then. Um, But yeah, and then I just I committed to Santa Clara when I was a junior. But um, youth soccer here was interesting. Like I said, it wasn't super competitive. I kind of felt like I really um, depended on my athleticism and didn't focus a lot on like my technical side or even my tactical and again was focused on other sports and it wasn't until college where I would like really put all my focus in soccer and was like whoa if I would have been doing this the last 10 years where would I be but yeah, yeah that's like that's my youth
0: yeah and uh, I think you know just overall I think you kind of undersold yourself as an athlete I believe it's ymca holding all the records in the breaststroke is that oh how
1: do you know
0: this? <laughs> so don't... i'm
1: not gonna lie like i was pretty good at swimming but only the breaststroke like i nothing else <laughs> just the breaststroke
0: see record holder that um but no in high school obviously uh you killed it you had 126 goals in your career um what i found most interesting is you were I mean a star athlete in three sports in high school not just that you played but that you excelled at all three um basketball i know you were like first team in all state um (laughs) as well as track uh i believe you were the record holder for 100 and 300 meter hurdles um so you were playing multiple sports uh but with soccer i assume soccer was always like that was the, the thing you were the most passionate about
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I love I actually hated track. So that was not fun. But I really liked my coach and felt like I was growing as a person and as an athlete. So I just stuck with it, although it was terrible. Um, loved basketball, but just wasn't as good um, as I was at soccer. I also think soccer, like at that point in my life, and just at the day and age or whatever, was just way more developed. Like I was getting traction with ODP. And like, uh, getting noticed like i didn't have that opportunity with other sports but obviously so thankful because i mean i really enjoy playing soccer obviously um but i got recruited to play like um basketball in college and to run track but i just felt like i couldn't do multiple sports in college like that would have been not that would have been too much and so yeah soccer was for sure always kind of like the path i was going to go down i knew that quite early maybe like middle school
0: maybe maybe the secret to your track and you you know being so fast was you hated it and so you tried to finish it as quick as possible
1: no so. i wasn't that fast that's why i had to do hurdles <laughs> i had to like add an obstacle in there because like i was not as that fast i swear so that's
0: that's the secret of being good at hurdles
1: i mean i had a really good coach honestly she was really really good so but yeah oh, it was the worst i hated being like at the starting line like Runners, take your marks.
0: I was like, oh, Oh, this is terrible. Sounds horrible. Um, But so you go, you go to university um, and you go to a place completely different than Idaho. Uh, What, what drew you to (laughs) Santa Clara? What uh, was, what was that experience like? Because obviously growing up in Idaho is a little bit different environment than that.
1: Yeah, i mean actually they were quite similar in the sense that it was like a really small community i mean i don't know a lot of people don't know actually santa clara is only like forty five hundred students okay. like no it's a it's really really small no football team like um you know so it was similar in some ways but obviously california versus idaho is definitely different um but i chose to go there just because of the I guess the energy I felt when I was at the university. And it's funny cause I wasn't even planning to go there because like when I was 16, I was like, I want a big football team. Like I want a, a big university. And I actually was visiting Cal. Um, and I had a really weird situation there where the coach like resigned when I was on my unofficial and then my dad was with me and he was like, Oh, well let's just go to Santa Clara. Like, let's just go. And we went and I loved it. Like loved the coach, loved the girls. And I just felt like they were really gonna invest in me. Um, I was choosing between Santa Clara and Stanford and they're only like 25 minutes apart, you know, but I just felt like there are so many good players going to Stanford and same with Santa Clara. But I just felt like I was more wanted at Santa Clara. And I think that also played a part into why I went there, because I just knew that my coach was going to put a lot of time and effort into me individually. And he he did just that. And I felt like that's how I really grew as a player, just having someone really believing in me and helping me improve and like all these aspects of my game.
0: Yeah, and you can see that you improved through your your time there. Uh, I think freshman year you had eight goals. By senior year, you had seventeen goals in the season. Uh, so there's well,
1: freshman year I played center back for half the season.
0: Did you really?
1: Yeah. Did you know that? I don't know if I you knew know that. that. I, no. Yeah, I was recruited like as a center back. So I so like <laughs> full on like I know it's so crazy. I'm like why, like being oh I playing multiple positions is great, but it's also like. I just don't identify with like a position anymore. I'm like, what's my best position? I don't even know. Um, But yeah, I was a center back and then um, went to Santa Clara, played half the season as a center back. And then we just had a really hard time scoring. And like, I did play attacker like growing up. So then in trainings, I would be scoring and they were like, okay, we just have to move you up. And then I have been playing forward pretty much ever since. Oh wow! I and then I a, went through. And then I went through a sophomore slump. So don't don't mention my goals. i didn't bring up the everyone,
0: sophomore. Everyone.
1: Everyone knows about the sophomore slump. It's a thing. It's,
0: it's a real thing. Um, but, <laughs> it's definitely a thing. But you have you have a lot of success there. Uh, 47 goals in total, 19 assists, uh, multiple first team conference, all American, that type of thing. Uh, what? When in college did professional soccer change from being this is just a a dream of mine to this is a reality that's happening?
1: Yeah, so I think when I was um, a freshman, there wasn't even like a league, even like my freshman sophomore year, there wasn't really a league. I knew there were opportunities to play professional soccer abroad and stuff, but I wouldn't say until my junior year. I knew like, okay, this is something that's a possibility because the NW cell did start. And then also that's kind of when I started scoring more goals and being recognized. Um, so I would say my junior year, I started taking things more seriously, like full disclosure, uh, stopped partying as much and like, was like, okay, I need to, to really focus, like put the right things in my body, get the right amount of sleep, manage my time and see if this is really a career that I can move forward with. So. Junior year probably was when I was like, okay, I'm good enough to go pro now, like sacrifice and, you know, do what you got to do. And then, um, yeah, I, I had a good season my junior – or my senior as well. And, um, yeah, then there was just the draft. And I I, I did believe I was going to get drafted. I just didn't know when. Um, and then I ended up getting drafted in the second round. So I went to Chicago.
0: Yeah, 11th pick. And that's kind of yep. how we met. Yeah, eleventh pick. You go to Chicago. Uh, you finally have to leave the nice weather and head back. I know. Too. I know. What's uh What's it like? Cause now, now you're in a big city. Um, you're starting out your professional career. You know, it's a it's a different environment when you're when you're playing professionally than than university. What's that rookie so year different. like for you?
1: Yeah, uh, it's. I actually um did a zoom call with like the club team here like all the little girls and they were like what's harder going from high school to college or college to pro and i'm like for sure college to pro it is it's just like a different level i mean really you have all the best players from college teams and then you know from years ago too and they're all in the league and it's just like a very advanced league like very athletic um very technical everyone's just really good so that was a big adjustment for me personally um i actually ended up starting a majority of my games my rookie season but not at the beginning i think i started my first game uh the pressure got to me didn't perform very well and then was on the bench for like a few games and then um it was a world cup year so big time names like Kristen Press, Julie Johnson at the time, now Ertz, um, and like other people on the national team left and then that my opportunity, I had another opportunity. And I definitely like performed way better and then kind of started for Chicago ever since. But it was an adjustment. Like, I mean, to be honest, I had never not started before, like, and so I was like, oh, well, okay. Like, what I I obviously faced adversity and had to get over it. Um, but it was an adjustment and just a way a completely different level
0: for sure. Yeah, and I think too, like, if you're if you're not starting, you're used to starting and playing all the time. That's an adjustment. It's also an adjustment if you uh, come in as a substitute in a game. It's a different to get yeah. your rhythm is different when the team's already been playing for sixty five minutes and you jump in and try to get going. So it's a lot of Mm -hmm. adjustments as well as just you're a rookie in a rookie contract not wanting to get cut and be able to keep playing on the team
1: yeah well and it's kind of like it was for me personally i had this like i mean I, i feel like as a player you kind of always have self doubt i mean that's inevitable but like this is when i really was like am i good enough to like ever make the national team because obviously that was like always my goal and then I come in rookie season I'm not starting on my club team and I'm like holy crap like I don't know if I'm good enough and so that definitely crept in a few times my rookie season um I think that also comes along with being like immature and not having like you know um tactics to get your mental side under control I feel like as I've gotten older obviously I've really gotten into like meditation and like self like positive self talks that's helped a lot but yeah during that time it was just interesting to like really evaluate whether or not I was good enough you know yeah
0: yeah well I think you uh you ended up that year obviously you're a finalist for rookie of the year so I think you, Dang, uh,
1: you did your you did your work.
0: I think you. Uh, I'm impressed. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think you overcame that um, and, and proved to people that you belonged in the league. Um, you, during your time in Chicago Red Stars uh, in 2015, you become the second eleven for NWSL as a forward, um, and then again in 2017, but as a midfielder uh talk about just kind of that and and then having to play kind of multiple different positions as well
1: yeah um well yeah I've kind of I've, every year in the NWL. I've changed positions like my first year I was a nine and then my and then halfway through my first year I was a winger and then I was a 10 and then I was you know, the eight, like I just kind of was all over. Um, and, and like I said, it was a good thing. Cause I always found myself being on the field, but also I never felt like I was perfecting one position and like feeling super confident, but that's just, that's just me making excuses. But, um, I was mainly a forward. And then actually in 2017, I think, um, I think, you know, Vanessa, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of our, so for everyone who doesn't know, one of our attacking midfielders on Chicago actually got hurt. And so then I became the number 10 um, for that whole season. But then I got traded to Houston because I had felt like it was the right career move. I wanted to go try and play outside back because that's where I was playing with the national team. And the coach for Houston had only seen me play as a 10, but that obviously was not my natural position. I'd never really played there. And so when I got traded to Houston, um i was promised i was going to play outside back and then i never i didn't even end up ever playing outside back and then on top of that i didn't even play my natural position which would be nine or outside forward i was playing the 10. and i'm like i tried to tell the coach like i am not a 10. i'm only playing the 10 because one of my players on chicago was hurt um so i've just been kind of all over but um i don't know i mean i i've just kind of always played a lot of positions um and it's been a good and bad thing, but uh, I've obviously had to adjust, you know, everyone gets put in situations that are uncomfortable and, you know, switching positions all the time can be uncomfortable at times, but I obviously just have to get over it. because yeah. I know that's going to be like, that's going to be my career for the rest of my life. Like I guarantee I'll play three more positions.
0: I'm, I'm just waiting for the day that puts you in gold. <laughs>
1: Actually, like you would think that I'd be like a decent at goalie because I played basketball, but like no, I'm so bad, so bad.
0: So probably not that then.
1: Yeah, um, no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, you get you get traded to Houston. Um, you're playing out of position, but I guess I don't even know if we can say that since you played in so many different positions. Uh, but in the 12 I would games, definitely
1: consider it out of position.
0: But at in, that I mean, point, in the in the twelve games of that rest of that season, you score five goals. Um, make another second eleven uh, team so obviously quite a lot of success playing out of position so that's partly to blame for you to be key, that you keep getting uh moved around is that you succeed in those positions you know yeah. if you didn't do so bad maybe you could you can move back to your natural oh. position
1: well thank you but it's actually funny because i like playing the 10 the most now
0: <laughs> so really like,
1: yes because
0: Blessing. i feel
1: like no it's actually not less running I think it's less sprints but um I feel like personally um like I'm quick but I'm not as fast as some of the forwards in the league and to be an outside forward like I'm I'm going up against like Kristen Press, Mal Pugh, um you know Tobin, Pino like all these girls who are like next level fast Mm -hmm. and I feel like 10 is more suitable for me because like I've pretty good endurance um also like i i think that i can see the field really well so i feel like 10 is a better position for me but at the same time i've only been playing it for a season and a half compared to my three and a half seasons as a forward so like i feel like everyone in the league just sees me as a forward
0: and where where now are they uh they saying they're they're thinking of using you this season
1: i don't know i don't know I've, i've talked to them about it and um uh, I think because, you know, obviously with what's going on, like they're not really focused on where they're playing me because we don't yeah. even know if we're going to have a season. Um, but I think they're thinking about playing me at
0: at forward. Okay. That's Did exciting. you see, Get back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see. Again, if we have a season, you never if know. You,
0: yeah, if you have a season. Um, but during the uh the off seasons of the, the US, the NWSL um you spent two years down in Australia. Uh what was three the, three? three? now? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. three. Oh three. Jeez.
1: <laughs> I know, that, that I know. It just
0: means you're getting old.
1: <laughs> I know, I was just gonna say I feel it. I feel um, it.
0: What's what's been the experience playing there? Uh what's it what's it like down in down in Oz?
1: <laughs> down under um i personally have had like such a good experience playing there um like originally when i went there my second year in the league our season was only like five months long so i couldn't even really fathom having a fight or like a really long like that long of an off season so i was like oh i need to go play like i'll keep making money and i'll keep getting better and improving and whatever um, so, I love going there. I mean, the level's not as high as the NW cell, but I think it's a perfect league to go play in um, to boost your confidence. And that's like exactly what it did for me. Actually, my first year, I went to Adelaide. I don't know. 2016? 2017. You know that. like, yeah. 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 I went to Adelaide and um, I just went there, like, again, was just not playing scared and then came back in the NWSL And that was the first year that I got called up to the national team. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think, like, obviously, the more touches you get on the ball, um, you're just more comfortable. And I felt, again, more confident coming into the NW Cell. And I think that, for me, um, is the point of going to Australia because I need to be ready for the NWL season. But, um, yeah, it was a really good experience. We won last year and then this past or two years, two seasons ago. And then this past season, we made it to the final, which was so weird because it was, like, at the beginning of Corona, so no fans. It was just, like, oh, the two wow. teams, the co- – yeah, yeah, in a huge stadium, too. Was it and hard to w- play
0: in an empty stadium like that?
1: Well, no, because I don't feel like we get that many fans anyways. Okay. But, you know, and, like, I feel like you're so dialed in the game regardless. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, a, it's really fun. And, again, Australians are super nice, and the weather is beautiful, and obviously, like, a lot of beaches and just – really fun place to be so i loved going there
0: yeah not a not a bad place to have an off day from training um but, exactly but yeah well, and i know. was
1: missing out in the chicago winters
0: yeah bonus like
1: i really had it figured out
0: you, <laughs> like, you I was have, out you have a good system <laughs> <laughs> um but playing uh you guys win the league championship uh two years ago you scored in the semis and the finals so that's uh some clutch scoring coming up big <laughs>
1: You're making me feel good. Uh,
0: hey, you got you have a good career. You gotta you gotta accept it, right? Is that yes. how does how does that rank to winning the Y M C A breaststroke tournament?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually love swim teams, so but obviously um, uh, playing in the scoring in the semis and uh, scoring in the finals and winning was like so cool it was like the first five minutes of the the final i don't like that goal was i was playing outside back right so you know that like i went to houston tried to play outside back never happened so then my goal because at that point i was getting called to the national team went to houston didn't get called in again even after playing midfield and scoring a good amount of goals and feeling like i played really well and then i was like okay so what do i have to do next in my career okay well let's go to australia let's ask everyone because i played and Adelaide is a forward, so I called every co- pretty much every coach in Australia. I was like, "Will you take me?" And they're like, "Yes." I'm like, "But only play me at outside back." And they're like, "No, <laughs> we're not playing you there." <laughs> and Sydney was the only team that was like, "Okay, we'll play you there." So I was playing outside back. So to score in the ground, like in the finals, and outside back for me, it just was like the coolest feeling. And um, yeah, it just was awesome. It was a home a home game, and obviously a lot of fans there, and it was like such a cool experience. And like I'll watch that goal time to time. <laughs> like, if, you know, I,
0: if I it, I'll, I'll, see,
1: I'll see it on social media. I'm like, whoa, that was
0: cool. Wow, who's that? That's pretty nice. <laughs> Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> um, really cool. What What's it like moving from, I mean, a, a midfielder to a outside back maybe isn't as different, but to go from being a forward to then having the, you know, the defensive responsibilities of an outside back, what's that like as a player, especially – doing that, you know, not, not that you're old, but later in your career as a sense, you know, not, <laughs> yeah. not doing it in high school or something,
1: you know, I, I'm with you, yeah, no, it actually is so different. And I'll tell you why. This is at least my personal experience. Like, of course, I've played a lot of soccer, I've watched a lot of soccer, and I understand how to play outside back. But like, as an attacker, you're told your whole life to take risks. Like, it's okay, if you're in the attacking third, and you try to move and you fail, like, it's fine but as an outside back, like you have to be so conservative and I mean, obviously the goal is behind you, but you're the last line. So making a mistake is so more, you know, dangerous. than if you're an attacking player and there were just like some habits that were really hard for me to, to get down. Um, but again, I, I think going to Australia and playing outside back, I, I got better. And that was, that was the issue. No one in the NWSL, obviously you saw me getting traded from Chicago to Houston. Like, and I didn't even play outside back then. Like, no one wanted to play me there. And even with me getting traded to Tacoma, like, I've thought in my head, I still look at the U.S. national team roster and think, where could I fit in? And outside back is still, like, in my opinion, where I could fit in. And I've talked to Tacoma playing me there, and they're like, no. <laughs> you,
0: got, so, you got to stop scoring these goals. Uh,
1: I mean – I don't know, I'm just like, Oh, I don't know what to do. But you know, it's it was a, an adjustment. Um, and I think the biggest issue was just not getting practice there ever. It's like I would play in my NWSL team play forward, and then go into camp and play outside back like I just never felt I'd never felt like I uh, was adjusting until I played in Sydney and played 14 games there. And that is when I was like, Oh, I can do this.
0: What's but now think- I haven't
1: played there for a while.
0: Yeah. And it's hard too. I feel like you get called into camp and you're asked to play outside back and now you're defending the best of the best. So it's oh, not it, like, yes. <laughs>
1: yes, my first cap was the first time in my whole entire life that I ever played outside back. Oh my ever. goodness.
0: Oh I just went into the
1: game and I was like, well, this is weird.
0: Trial but, by you know, fire.
1: It's what it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: I was, I was thinking while you were talking that, you know, one of the biggest differences of forward to outside back is forward, you're the one scoring the goal for your highlight tape. Outside back, you're the one making a mistake for someone else's nice goal on their highlight tape.
1: Exactly. It's definitely not as rewarding. And you put it, You do so much work. Like, it's a lot of running.
0: Yeah. What is, wait, what position
1: do you Center put? back.
0: Center back. So yeah. On some heroes. A little bit more, though. Center backs get a little bit more recognition than outside backs, I feel like. I feel like outside backs get the least on on most teams.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Thanks, Justin. Did you see his comment? That was nice. I
0: firmly believe you are one of the best (laughs) players in the league and deserve a spot on the national team. I agree with that. So, yeah, let's get Thank you. I'm sure you, I don't know if you're sick of talking about it, your whole story, I just think it's uh, obviously it's very unique um, how you ended up playing for the US national team. Um, because you originally were playing for another team, uh, kind of talk through that whole story and that situation.
1: Are you referring to Mexico?
0: Yeah. Unless <laughs> like there's a, unless there's, unless there's a third national team you play for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So I was in college. It was my it was the my freshman summer going into my sophomore year. And, um, I had just been cut from the u twenty u s team because there was a u twenty World Cup coming up in the summer, and Mexico had contacted me, and um I didn't really have like that many like that much interest to play for them, but um I was like, "Oh, it's an opportunity, I'll go." and I ended up going to camp, and like I enjoyed it, so I was like, oh, I'll go to the u twenty World Cup because if you play on the youth teams, you're not cap tied. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my goal was always to play on the u s team, but I was like, "Oh, like I'll go to Japan." For the u twenty World Cup, like why not? Wow. um so I did that, and then, yeah, you know, casual it was i it was actually so cool, Japan was awesome, um and then I started getting called up to the full team, I played four games with them, okay, so at that point, I made the decision like oh i 'm gonna play for Mexico, like the u s never like hasn't sparked an interest in me' and which you is so played, funny you played
0: against the u s right in yes yeah,
1: oh, and the game it was eight <laughs> <It's> zero. <like, laughs> Oh, this is terrible. Um, Okay, so maybe I played, yeah, no, I played four games. Yeah, three games in a FIFA or a non-FIFA tournament. It was in Brazil and then against the U.S. Um, And um, do you hear my dog? Yeah. (laughs) Bruiser. Um, But, yeah, so did that. And I just remember not feeling, like, super fulfilled or feeling like I was really um, trying to be, like, my oh my gosh! Hold on one second. Hey, yeah, like my parents are just like not. <laughs> my mom. Oh my gosh! I told him not to come. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. So yeah. So then I um played from. <laughs> I'm so sorry. A lot is going on. Just leave it there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Love you. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Someone is just dropping something off. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I played for them and I remember playing for them and, and having a really fun time, but also being like, I, this isn't my dream. Like, this isn't what I've been, I haven't been doing this for the last, you know, 10 years of my life for this. Like I want to try to play for the national team. So stop playing for them. I actually was injured too for a while. So even when they were calling me into camps, like I, I had to say no because I couldn't play. Right. And then during yeah. that time I realized like, okay Sophia, like you don't want to play for Mexico. Let's see if you're actually cap tied. Cause you know that that's like a little bit of a gray area. Like
0: it's very gray I didn't gray gray really area.
1: understand the rules. Like I was like, and I played for Mexico full team and my cap tied, whatever. And so then, like, junior, senior year rolls around, and that's when I realized, like, if I keep getting better, like, I can play on the national team. Like, I know this about myself. And then went into the cell, found some success, and I called my college coach, Jerry, and I was like, Jerry, can we find out if I'm cap-tied? Because, like, people are asking me, and I'm looking on Google. <laughs> like, I don't understand if I am or not. Um, and he uh, made some calls, and we realized I wasn't. And then after – the year I'm talking about when I went to Australia and then came back for my third year, had a really good cell um, season, I started getting called in. Um, there was like, it was a little complex because I hadn't changed my affiliation yet. So because I didn't play in a FIFA regulated game with Mexico, that meant I wasn't cap tied. So like I got called into camp and I was training with the US team for like three months before I could even play in a game because FIFA has to go through, accept my change. um, And then that would allow me to play with the national team. So yeah, I was going into camps for a little bit, only playing in games or only playing in practices. And then finally my papers got approved when I was in Denver um, and that's when I got my first cap versus New Zealand.
0: Yeah, it, it came in, what, two days before the game? Yeah,
1: it was actually so cool. I was just walking around Denver, like, exploring the city. And I saw Jill Ellis, who was the uh, coach at the time. And she was like, she called me and I was like, why is she calling me? Like, what am I doing wrong? And she's like, your paper's got approved, like, and then I dressed and I played. It was super cool. It was like such a good experience. Um, but yeah, I've had some like haters on the Mexico side. They're like, "You're a traitor." I'm like, "I'm from Boise, Idaho. Like, I don't know if I don't know if I'm a traitor, but you know, definitely have a lot of respect for the Mexican team. But playing for the U.S. was always my goal.
0: And you, uh, was it first cap? You get an assist to Alex Morgan, I believe.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you see her finish though? Like, I don't know if that was meant like me getting a- it was a cool assist, but like she, that was a cool finish too. All right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was like, thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for getting me that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, (laughs) Honestly, good job, because an assist.
0: (laughs) But so not only as the first professional soccer player from Idaho, you are the first female player to play both for and against U.S. and Mexico. So, I mean, that's – that's another bucket list check mark that no one else in the world has that you have distinguished. Yeah, that
1: was, that was cool. Uh, and we were playing in, in Houston. So it was just, yeah, that was pretty cool. I think I went in the last 20 minutes and yeah, I was the first person to ever do that.
0: Pretty cool. Now- obviously us national team that's your your dream growing up i mean i even remember at, at bridges when we were training together you talking about how much how excited because it was right before january camp that you were yeah, yeah. To. um and obviously how much that that meant to you and all but was it was it a difficult decision um to say no to mexico obviously Yes, you looking back now, it might be an easier one but Yeah, of course, because I get called into the US team, I get to represent mm-hmm. the Stars and Stripes. But you know, you're you have something in your hand, and then you're giving that away for not necessarily a guarantee that something yeah. else will come.
1: For sure. Yeah, this is um, so funny, because when people ask me, like, was the decision hard? The only reason it was hard is because kind of what we talked about earlier, that self-doubt was creeping in. You know, I had people who were like super close to me, including honestly, my family. They were like, just play for Mexico. Like you can go to a World cup. You can go to Olympics. Um, it's guaranteed where the U S isn't. And then I started thinking like, why is everyone like really close to me, uh, telling me to play for Mexico? Like I was like kind of offended, but I also like know that no one knows, um, besides yourself, how how good you can be, honestly, because Mm -hmm. like, I knew that I had the work ethic. um, And my like, I hadn't even touched like my my roof yet, like the ceiling. So I just thought like, you know, they might not think I'm good enough. But I know if I keep working towards it, like I'm gonna be good enough. And I just knew that if I looked back, um, and didn't make that decision, I would have regrets about it. And my dad always says, like, his biggest, like, his biggest regrets are always, like, not taking enough risks. So it's like, this was a big risk, but I'm, I'm so happy I decided to do it because um I, again, I just didn't feel like I, really was going for my dream when I was playing for Mexico. It was super fun, great experience, made some great friends and got to travel the world. Like I went to some pretty cool places. Um, but it wasn't a hard decision for me. I was like, I want to play for the US. Like literally I have Mia ham I had Mia Ham all over my room when I was growing me up too. posters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Oh my God. I, I'm not surprised. She was so good. But yeah, so it wasn't a hard decision and I don't regret it at all. Like people will still bring it up. They're like, you could have gone to the World Cup. I'm like, uh, okay. It's not my goal. My goal is to play on the US team and go yeah. to the World Cup with them, but you know.
0: Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, what What's the experience the first cap with the the US national team when you go? When Danny. You go yeah.
1: She's like, answer my FaceTime. Danny, I'm clearly like, can't answer FaceTime right now.
0: <laughs> um, your your first your first cap. Uh, you enter the field, and the U.S. team is just so star studded with players. Um, is it difficult mm. to focus that first game? You're in that. you you finally reach your goal of of getting a cap for the U.S. women's team. You're playing with all these amazing players. You're representing your your country. Is it hard to focus on the game, or <clears throat> are you able to put that to the side?
1: Well, like at that point I had been training with them for three months. So I was kind of over being like starstruck slash I play with those girls in the saw all the time. Um, Tani, I sent a request to be added. Should we put her on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, um, I would say I was more like distracted by the fact that I was playing like really out of position. Um, but not by who I was playing with. Like, they all made me feel really comfortable. And, um, you know, I think the time that I came in wasn't a super stressful, I mean, it's always stressful to be in that environment, like just full disclosure, it's like really, it really is. Um, And it's a really competitive environment, but it wasn't like right before an Olympics or right before a World Cup. So everyone was really welcoming and like wanted to see me succeed. And I think had sympathy for me, like going into my first game at outside (laughs) back. So, I wasn't nervous because of the girls at all. All
0: right. That's a good. That's fair. Good answer. What about the first training session? Was that different? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was so – even, like, first, because, you know, like, you get called in, and then you fly to wherever they are, and you, like, go into the hotel, everyone's there. Even, like, my first – yeah, that was – I was so nervous, like, heart beating. Just, like, felt like I forgot to have a conversation. Like, I was like, hey, <laughs> like, I see you all the time, but, like, I'm so nervous. But, you know, you get over that.
0: Yeah. The the first game, though, that you played in was, uh, I think, six of the 11 players on the field were Red Stars players at the time.
1: Yeah, that so also that, helped, too. that probably yeah. helped. That was the best thing about playing on Chicago is that there were so many national team players that, like, when I went to camp, I was like, oh, am I at a Red Stars training or – What's going on? <laughs> no, that
0: does that does help. Uh makes it makes it easier going in. Um I I have some questions for you that I'm just interested about. Um you're you're twenty you're twenty seven now. Um if you could go back to like fifteen year old self playing in Idaho, starring on the basketball court jumping (laughs) playing soccer you
1: know Uh, what
0: what would be the the biggest piece of advice you'd give yourself
1: um I like I mean I have so many answers for this but I would say like one of the main ones would be um like figuring out my your my mind you know like it was really hard for me to tag I guess put all my focus into into this and I felt like I didn't start doing that until a little later like kind of what we talked about my junior year of college Mm -hmm. that's when I started going out more and doing extra training and kind of going above and beyond and fueling my body with the right food and um, taking out certain things you know um, and just focusing on that so I would say just like if I if you know at a young age this is what you want to do trying to figure out um, how you can succeed in that and um, take it more seriously. Because I feel like, again, I started doing that one a little later and like you keep saying I'm 27. <laughs> so, you know, I felt like if I would have maybe started, um, I guess, figuring out really what I wanted to do with this, uh, maybe I'd be further along. Maybe I'd be on the national team.
0: <laughs> right. There's still time.
1: I know. Not much.
0: Not much, but you got, you got, you got a little bit more time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're good.
0: Um here's a question from someone favorite soccer moment from college um
1: um, well we won the wcc um but i would say oh and that was cool but overall yeah probably my junior year was like my favorite I guess moment collectively because we had a really good team that year like Julie was on the team um, more, Morgan Marlborough she was in the league too Daniel Weatherholt she was also she's also in the league and we were meant to go really far that being said, we got knocked out in the Sweet 16 unfortunately, but we just had a really really good team um, and I felt like that was the first year that we I, I, like I was really really pushed um, on and off the field by my teammates and so that was probably like my favorite college moment it's too hard to pick. That's yeah. too hard
0: of an answer. It's a, a lot of games and years. Danny wants to know your favorite teammate you ever played with. I feel like that's. that's a <laughs> I feel biased. like
1: she knows the answer to this, and that's why she's asking. Obviously, Danny is my favorite player no, to play with. She's it. my best friend. Come on, okay. If I have to say someone else, I mean probably Julie. Earth just because I've been playing with her since I was 14 and she's just so good. So I just like practice with her and like look over and I'm like in awe, like she's the best. She's just like so good. Uh, but for sure, Danny.
0: It's something, maybe it's something with, with Santa Clara girls that keep getting moved around in positions They never have just one set. I know. Position.
1: I know. Um,
0: how do you, so speaking of moving around and playing different positions, how do you find ways to keep improving? Uh, when you don't necessarily know what position you're going to be on
1: the field? Well, I think at this point, like, I'm aware that no one really sees me as a defender. So, like, I'm going to be an attacking player. So, you know, simple stuff like finishing. Um, the sessions that I'm doing now here with my old club coach is a lot of technical, um, like, you know, little touches, dribbling with the ball, getting shots. Um, like I said, scoring goals, that's, like, my, my job. So I'm um, doing that, but it's difficult. It's difficult to try to, to try to navigate, but. Yeah. Cause you hopefully. can't, you can't
0: like fine tune one little thing. of Oh, I'm yeah. a winger So I need to practice receiving to my back foot on the line. Cause then yeah. you, you might be in the middle of the field, never having to do that.
1: Exactly. You kind of have to do it all, but like shout out to my trainer. Cause he's really doing like wonders for me. He sets up like awesome drills and I get to kind of do everything just cause I don't know where I'm going to play.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, I mean it's working. That's that's all I can say about it. Oh, working. you're sweet. Um you're big you're big into uh, I I think you know fashion, sneakers specifically. You got strong shoe game.
1: I, know I have you, a lot of shoes. I know
0: you love your shoes. What what's your your go-to favorite shoe right now?
1: Um well it's a a little weird because Quarantine, so I'm not really seeing a lot of people. Um, But I I just like my Yeezys. I feel like the the Yeezys are the best because they're like super comfortable. Um, I have them down here, but I just kind of wear them all the time. Now, for sure, my go-to.
0: With some of the shoes that you wear, obviously in some places they might be more accepted. How do people in Idaho (laughs) view your shoes?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) actually, like. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I went through a phase. I'm not that big on designer sneakers anymore. Like, I just went through a phase where I was, like, buying designer sneakers. Like, so stupid. But I remember, like, buying my first pair of Balenciagas, like, thinking I was so cool. And I wore them downtown Boise. And people were just like, what do you have on your feet? Like, I I swear, they were just staring at me like,
0: what are those?
1: But yeah, yeah, culture here is non-existent but um yeah it's funny but i don't i try not to you know indulge too much on sneakers anymore
0: it's 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 tough though it's tough not to sometimes it gets
1: addicting it gets addicting for sure i'm trying to be better
0: how many how many shoes if you had to guess do you oh god, a lot
1: (laughs) i would say like at least I'm trying to be realistic because I don't want to like overget. I don't know, at least at least seventy five.
0: That's a, that's a pretty big. Maybe a hundred. <laughs> it might be. I'm telling you,
1: <laughs> you know, could be more.
0: Oh gosh. up, yeah, yeah. Um. So you played. You played in Australia. You played all over the U.S. Uh, have you ever considered playing in Europe?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely was like kind of always a goal of mine. But at this point, I think um, everyone kind of talks about how if you want to be on the national team, you need to stay in the NWSL because that's how you're going to be. That's how you're going to get the most exposure. Um, and then on top of that, the the like um, European leagues are actually really hard to play in because they have a lot of rules where like, oh, you can only be on this team, it, like the best teams, if you're someone on the national team who plays in 75% of the games. So, you know, that's like a kind of something hard to accomplish. Um, So I feel like if I did, me personally, the teams that I would be able to go to aren't as good as the NWC teams I play on. And also, like, I've been, I mean, Australia, you know, they speak English. And, um, you know, it's not like the U.S., but it's not super, I don't know, it's like the the most abroad. It's like an in-between. Yeah. In-between U.S. and Europe. But at this point, like I've kind of done that now, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm happy with uh, being here and saying NWSL like the league has really grown and I feel like just keeps getting more competitive and better anyway. So I don't feel like I have to go to Europe to improve.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I'm happy to see how much the league uh, continues I know. to grow on um, the fan base, everything, you know, I think For sure. something, something like Corona right now, if this had happened, you know, 10 years ago, that would probably have guaranteed the league had to fold from it and everything. So the fact that it's oh, yeah. that stable now is a, a very encouraging sign for for women's soccer in the U.S. Um, but what, what kind of advice do you give to younger girl players that are interested in playing professional soccer?
1: Mm. I would just say, like, for me, again, this is all personal experience. Like I I found that having a mentor always really helps me. Like just having someone who's really going to help you on and off the field, like to remind you, um, like someone usually older, but like can tell you like, when you're feeling like that self-doubt creep in like no you are good enough okay this is what you have to do like they watch your games and they help you improve um because I find I found my most success when I did have someone who was helping me get through those tough times um but obviously like you have to have fun too I know that's so cliche but like I also find I've also found that I play my best when I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself and I play my worst when I'm like I have to score this game I have to get an assist I have to do this and then I end up not even getting the shot on goal (laughs) so be like you know you know your limits and your capabilities but also take the pressure off of you because you know there's no i don't know i used to stress a lot like i was kind of a head case and then i have like a life coach and i work on like mindfulness and meditation and i feel like that's really really helped me on and off the field and helped me just become a better person
0: yeah yeah having fun on the field usually oh. increases the chance of success.
1: Oh my gosh, like it so does. It so does. You know it.
0: There's enough other pressures in the world. Um Exactly. Do you have a favorite goal that sticks out in your long career of many goals?
1: I do. You posted one of them. Okay. I like that was a good goal I thought. Um goal? That was goal the- of
0: the year. That was a great goal.
1: That was that was uh I liked that goal. Um, and then obviously the one in the grand final was Sydney. And then I have another one I <laughs> have another one 'cause it was in Portland. And I feel like scoring at Portland is like so fun because they obviously have a huge crowd and they're so loud the whole the whole game. And so I remember in that specific game, you know how we were talking about being a sub and coming on how difficult it is. I came on as a sub. Um and scored and it was like from really far out upper upper 90 and obviously the the crowd just went quiet <laughs> I was like oh my
0: gosh that was, was good I loved was, that goal too what's your uh what's your celebration when you scored you ever plan anything out oh it's or so you just,
1: embarrassing you
0: just kinda... oh it's
1: not good <laughs> yeah, I just like raised my hands and I'm like so excited I went through a phase where I did a little like jump and like that and I was like I can't even stop doing that but I just get—I mean, I feel like my celebration is like genuine. Like I'm obviously just like so happy I scored. Sometimes I don't celebrate at all, though. It's so weird. I don't think about it.
0: Like even should if I start you're doing swimming? a
1: backflip, like Sam Kerr?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, why not? If you can do it, can you do it? <laughs> I can. Then you have to. I don't, I don't know, though. know that one. That one always. That great. would be.
1: That's hers.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that one. Always like. If, you're, if your legs are tired in a game, you score in like <laughs> the 85th minute, you try this, you lay it on your face, like.
1: And you just like, yeah, no, I, that, knowing like my luck, that would happen to me. So
0: like, I would never dare. High, high risk, high reward. <laughs> yeah. Um, as an outside back in training with the the women's national team, uh, who is the hardest person for you to defend? <clears throat>
1: I was, like, mainly going up against Pino, Megan Rapinoe, and she was really hard for – yeah, yeah, so easy, like nothing. No, but she was really hard to defend because um, she's so deceptive, You know and you know i was talking to you about like the really fast forwards and i'm not saying they're easy to defend but i i do think that i have a a better idea of what they're going to do they're more predictable like they're fast okay they're gonna take a long touch and you know maybe if i can get my body there before them if i know what they're doing it's easy but she would just like i thought she was going one way and then she was going the other way you know like she was really difficult to defend um and then also Lynn Williams is, I mean, she's one of the fast people I'm talking about, but she was just so fast, like no matter what, I couldn't catch her. So I would say those two were pretty hard to defend.
0: I would, I would imagine just from what I see is Tobin would also be quite challenging because some, Yeah, with, Tobin some was of the hurt, hurt when does, I was getting
1: called into camp, so, or else I probably would have said hurt.
0: I mean, it seems like she's like she's a magician amazing. with some of those two. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. She's so good
0: for sure. I'm over here doing my slow center back step overs. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: center backs are lazy. Just kidding.
0: It's kind of true. We just, <laughs> we just like yell that. a lot. Um, how how long? If you could, if you could choose right now, how long would you play for?
1: Probably six more years. Six, seven more years. Like I, for me, like you know how we were just talking about how the league's gotten so much better, like. If um, I was still making the same amount that I was making my rookie year, like, probably would have to do something else. Yeah. But as the league has grown and it's become more of a career, like, I feel like I w- would play as long as I can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unless I – well, yeah, I'm not even going to say that. But, yeah, I, as long as I can, probably like <laughs> six years. i say, like, I mean, unless I want to have kids, but, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> I figure that <I'd laughs> you know. <figure. laughs>
1: I'm not thinking that yet. So that's why I probably mean, like
0: 33, 34. Any player that chose that wanted kids, if they could have known in September, would have been great. Oh my this, gosh, this, I this know. Year. I'm
1: like, Alex Morgan really did it right. She really did. She it right.
0: she did it She's right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're like yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can't. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't deny that. It's pretty hot. <laughs> um. Oh, it's funny. So six more years. Uh, would you? Would you ever? In the, you've lived all over. Would you go back to, to Idaho when you retire? You think? What do you think you're gonna do when you're done playing?
1: Uh, well, could I go back to Idaho? Is that your question? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so beautiful here. I do love it, but I also really loved being in a city too. But I also love not being in a city. I don't know. I think it kind of depends on if I'm, I don't know, if I'm single or not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Not as many yeah, prospects no, it's cool. in Boise. No. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but no, I do really love it here. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know. If they don't know, then they, they don't know.
0: It's a deal breaker. <laughs> well. I appreciate you taking time to, uh, to share your story. Uh, I just think it's so unique. The, I mean, multiple things, playing different positions, getting called into the national team and playing a position you've never played before switching Mm -hmm. different national teams, you know, being the first pro player from Idaho, your swimming success. Um, I just appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing it all.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It was good to see you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe and hopefully your guys season starts back.
1: Yeah, for sure. Keep en- yeah, keep enjoying the start of your season cuz yeah. that's so lucky. <laughs>
0: absolutely. All right. Take okay, care.
1: Cool. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye.